0: Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On
1: Sox podcast
0: with Tanny and Herb. Tanny and Herb. Tanny and
1: Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me at ecknerwall 23 on Twitter. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill on Twitter, and our show is Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go there, subscribe, follow us, and hit the notifications bell if you want so you can know exactly when we drop a new video. But without further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. How are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm doing fine, Herb. It's episode 172 tonight on Lockdown White Sox. We're going to get into uh, the Sox reporting today. Uh, We have uh, our manager speaking. We have Rick Hahn speaking. We have baseball things of consequence to talk about with the White Sox. And we've got tons of sound to play. Um, But first, you know, when you think of spring training, Herb, you know, the the sounds that you associate with baseball are back, right? You have uh, the bat hitting the ball. You've got the chatter going on, uh, you know, between guys on the field, you know, uh, maybe that sound of... uh, of the ball popping that mitt you know just things that that make you you know say wow baseball really is back and another one of those sounds now uh, that's become synonymous with the White Sox is the general manager deflecting questions about the manager that nobody wanted. Um, and unfortunately, that's where we begin tonight. Well, hopefully we can just this story will never go away. I don't enjoy talking about it. OK, like I don't you know, I wish it was an, a non-factor. I wish we didn't have to talk about it, but the story just keeps getting weirder and weirder in terms of Tony LaRusa when he was hired, who knew about the DUI? What, when did they know it, and who all knew about it after or before Jeff Passan reported on it, and when we we found out about it? Um, so, you know, we're, we're trying to get to the bottom of that here and finally put this thing to rest for good. And you know, with both parties, Rick Hahn and Tony LaRusso had an opportunity to put it to bed today, and they couldn't quite uh, do that. And the reason why, I, you know, it still irritates me. Just real quick here before we get into it, you know, ever since. You know, I had my personal experiences with, with being a victim of a, of a drunk driver. Thankfully, I'm still here today. Many people are not as lucky. But then, just before the Super Bowl, with Andy Reid's son, Britt Reid, is, is intoxicated. Uh, uh, you know, uh, he crashes into a vehicle that's helping another vehicle on the side of the road. And you end up getting a five-year-old girl... Uh, in a coma because of the injury she suffered from this drunk driving accident and i believe she just came out of, of the coma yesterday think of all the things you've done between now and and the super bowl it seems like forever ago now that we watched the super bowl but that little girl's been in a coma the whole time because of drunk driving and you know it just the, the whole thing still it, it doesn't sit right with me it's the dark cloud hanging over this entire season. That's why I just want them to, to, I told you before we left work tonight, I was like, I just want them to play some games so we don't have to worry about this. And, and let's talk about the games itself because Tony La Russa is going to be the manager. There's nothing we could do about it. Uh, but a report came out, Bob Nightingale wrote a, a piece for USA today earlier this morning. And in this piece, uh, this is a quote from the piece from Bob Nightingale, La Russa informed angels owner, Artie Moreno of the arrest the following day and offered to resign. Moreno kept him all season. When the White Sox started the interview process with La Russa in October, he also told Reinsdorf of the incident. Quote, Reinsdorf didn't share it with anyone. So we had our suspicions that Rick Hahn didn't know. We talked about it the day Tony La Russa was introduced. The, the Rick Hahn threw gritted teeth. You know, a, a very lackluster introduction for his new manager. He, he talked about you know taking their time to search for names and you were never going to hear about the names they were looking at for candidates until it was official or until they began the interviewing process and all of a sudden here's Tony LaRusa as your new manager and Rick did not have we had the whole episode about it Rick bad day at work and we just had that suspicion that Rick didn't know at least you know maybe he he found out when we all found out that you know hopefully that's not the case but you think maybe what's that?
1: That's what happened. I, I firmly believe in that.
2: Okay, so let's just get to it then. So uh, our guy Danny Parkins from 6-7 The Score, I work on the Parkins & Spiegel Show. Uh, there was a, a press conference today with Rick Hahn, and Danny jumped on the Zoom because we were talking about it ever since the, the piece was published on USA Today this morning about just the absurdity of this that the general manager possibly didn't know uh, until we all found out from Jeff Paston's report that Tony Larusa had been under arrest for DUI. Last year, while a member of the Angels organization. So, here is... Danny Parkins's question with Rick Hahn's response. And there's, there's some breadcrumbs in here uh, if you want to go down this road, but check this out. 6-7 to the score, Danny Parkins.
0: Hey, Rick. Um, just following up on, on Sully's question, Bob in that piece with, with Tony also, he, he reported that Tony disclosed uh, to Jerry about the DUI arrest and that Jerry told no one. So I was wondering, like, when in that process did you find out? about the arrest you know uh danny today is is, as i sit here today and really of all days a day when there's optimism and excitement and we've got we're back together in the same place for the first time in a while and we have world series aspirations i'm not that interested in sort of going through the hiring process and decision and the communication and the internal elements of that honestly like the last few months working with tony I've been very, I've gotten more and more excited about where this team is headed and what he's going to contribute. Sitting here today, looking at the staff that we were able to assemble, I'm just thrilled with The conversations we've had, unfortunately, mostly via Zoom, but the conversations we've had and the position we've got this team in right now. And my focus is not on rehashing something that happened four or five months ago. It's about the excitement that we feel as we get ready to try to win a championship. So I know that's probably an unsatisfying answer. But honestly, Danny, that's as as candid as I can be about the thing is that I'm looking forward to the future. I'm not trying to rehash the past process.
2: That's as candid as I can be about the thing. That was kind of telling to me. I don't know what we expect Rick Hahn to say in that situation if what we speculate is true, that he didn't find out about Tony LaRusso's DUI till way later in the process. But uh, what did you make of, of the report here? And we're going to get to what Tony LaRusso had to say uh, in response to, to this. But what did you make of that Bob Nightingale report today and how Rick Hahn handled it in the uh, press conference today?
1: Doesn't surprise me that Jerry Reinsdorf lied to his employees. Um, he wanted Tony LaRusa. He, he was pigheaded about it. He wanted just the. That's what I want. Had his blinders on. I don't care. Tony told him that stuff. Just to, you know, hey, know this is gonna happen. I got this DUI in February. I'm probably have to go to court for this. And then Jerry was like, "Bump that. You're Hall of Fame manager. We're good, man. We don't need to tell a damn soul." And we're good with you being uh, the manager. And when Jerry told that to to Rick, like, just hey, Tony Larusa's your guy. We're gonna hire Tony Larusa. I'm sure Rick was like, "What the? F- I what? I fired Rick Renteria to get a young, more analytically driven person, not Tony Larusa, not an old fossil. I would have kept Rick Renteria if we're gonna be doing this. And then on top of everything, I think, just speculating. I think that man found out when we found out when the Jeff Passan story came out that Tony La Russa had a DUI in February. Now that story, I believe came out after the Tony La Russa presser. It did. It had already happened. And Rick, and you said Rick and that presser was just like, somebody just kicked his dog and he was just doing that job just because he's the general manager. Like, like Theo once said, he's like, I'm doing this out of obligation. That's it. (laughs) That's all I'm here for. And I can only imagine his anger, his betrayal he felt when he found out via the internet that his manager that he didn't hire has a DUI on top of all the stuff that he already has linked to him. So I'm in the in response today, I mean, yeah, he couldn't really he wants to. I think he wants to break bad on Jerry. But what's that going to lead him? He knows Jerry's the chairman and he's the dean of all MLB owners. It's going to lead him to being blacklisted, and at least until Jerry passes or he's not a, the White Sox uh, owner anymore. But I think in a private moment and to some of these guys who are reporters, maybe leaks will come on uh, eventually if they win a World Series. I'm sure Rick will joke, ah, oh, man, <laughs> Hilarious what I found out with Tony. Oh, man, I found out what, <laughs> via Jeff Passing. Awesome. Yeah. It doesn't matter now. I won a World Series, so F all y'all. Um, Type of thing. But I'm sure he wanted to tell. He went to break bad. But also, he wants to forget all that nonsense. Because he knows that, in the grand scheme, Tony La Russa really doesn't mean a lot to them winning a championship. And you saw his, uh, you heard his quotes there. He's like, I've gotten to know him more and I've gotten more excited about it. That's telling to me, you know, like, I don't want this son, bitch. But, you know, (laughs) as soon as I got to know him, it's like, fine, it's we're going to we're going to kill. Yeah, we won't 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 wreck our uh, won't derail what we're doing.
2: Yeah, he knows he still has a top tier roster in the American League, and he knows that we never question Tony La Russa's baseball acumen. You know, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer baseball person, and we never question his work ethic. You know, they said that he's living very close to the spring training facility in Arizona, and he's been in and out of there all off season. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it, but that was the first thing I thought of. I, no bullshit. I was like, "Oh yeah, they're, they're gonna they, they bought him a, a condo in the basement of the Camelback Ranch facility, um, you know, so he so he couldn't have to tool around there." But, um, you know, I, it, whether or not Han knew about it and when and Jeff Passan reported about it, or whether or not he knew maybe the day before the press conference after the decision was already made, I you know, I don't know. How much it matters in the grand scheme, but the the fact is, I, I think you could tell um that between Tony and Jerry, this was the thing where it's just like like you said, ah, don't worry about this, you know, that'll come out. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll apologize, and and that'll be that, and, and it'll move on. I don't think I think maybe Jerry miscalculated how upset people were going to be about it because how excited they were about the team. We're gonna take a quick timeout, and when we come back on the other side, you're gonna hear from Tony LaRusa himself. We're gonna hopefully get to the bottom of what they knew and when they knew it in terms of Tony LaRusa's DUI arrest. We're gonna hear from Tony LaRusa himself. He sat down with the media to talk about. The incident last February, and we're going to hopefully get to the bottom of all of it and finally put this thing to bed here on Locked on White Sox. And this episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the only website that we trust. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but you still have got NBA, college hoops, and the NHL in full swing. As a matter of fact, BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality tv they provide real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine herb what are you looking at here as we were sort of uh we're reeling in our our losses from the uh, the big game uh with uh, kansas city and tampa bay uh what, what are we looking at here to sort of to bridge the gap before there's baseball games of consequence at betonline.ag
1: well of course i would love to bet on the Illini on betonline.ag, which I can because it is offshore. It's not a, it's not a United States-based place. So I can bet on my Illini to win the national championship or the Big Ten championship, but I don't like to do that with my heart. I like <laughs> to bet and hedge. So I'm going to hedge and go with the Iowa Hawkeyes to cut down the nets in Indianapolis and also cut down the nets when they play the Final Four. So either way. I'm very happy because if the Iowa Hawkeyes don't win the Big Ten, it's either going to be Michigan or the Illini. And you can, I know those people out there in Ohio State. You're talking smack, but you guys are bums. Come on now. And <laughs> Illini plays you again. We're going to beat you. So <laughs> we- betonline.ag. If you're a Illini fan, go ahead and bet them if you feel like it. But me, I know I bet bad things when I bet my heart. So I'm going to go against that and bet for the Iowa Hawkeyes.
2: Man, if you were uh, if you really bet on the Illini w- with your heart, like if you actually followed through, like you'd be living down here in my basement with Jim Tomy. I think <laughs> like <laughs> you you wouldn't have the proverbial uh, pot to you know what in. Uh, but it's fine if that's your thing. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Best of all, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts and don't forget our promo code locked on when you go to bed online. That's promo code locked on. Locked on White Sox is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. And somehow, someway, they keep coming up with funky fly flavors like every single day. They've got a new flavor out right now, kids. They're doing a flash sale at builtbar.com For Coconut Puff Bar, they're just like playing to me. They're pandering to me with these new coconut flavors. I'm I'm hoping they'll send me uh, the new drop. Uh, The Coconut Puff Bar features luscious chocolate and soft marshmallow. It's made with premium collagen protein blend and also a whopping 16 grams of protein and only 130 calories. Only 6 grams of sugar. Of course, Built Bar, gluten-free preservative free and for a limited time only you can check them out at builtbar.com and check out this new coconut puff bar uh there's some winter storms that's delaying my drop i've been talking about my my 18 pack of built bars for some time now and i'm just salivating waiting for them to arrive at my door i ordered the cherry barcia and the coconut which is my favorite of course and a, a, the carrot cake with almonds was the other mm-hmm. one i ordered so i'm looking forward to trying those right there uh, so go to builtbar.com now use our promo code lockdown you'll get 20% off and also uh, a thing, you know, you have to be like me, like you know, put the promo code in because I didn't do it last time and I'm kicking myself. But then Built Bar they reached out and they said, "Hey, thank you for being a customer. Here's a 50% for next time you order." And not because I'm a podcast host for the Lockdown Network, they just sent it to me just on the strength because that's how they do their business there at buildbar.com. And I got not because I'm special, but if you go to BuiltBar.com now, you can get. A built boost pack, free with any 18-bar box purchase, which is what I got. And there are little things that you can do—a little protein boost, energy boost. Put it in your coffee. Put it in your oatmeal. Uh, you know, if you if you do the chia seed thing, a healthy breakfast, so you can put them in there. And they come in handy just to hang around. So, go to builtbar.com, promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Builtbar.com—it's the best tasting protein bar ever. We're covering everything you need to know about the White Sox, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski and all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Here is what Tony La Russa had to say. You know, he had his opportunity to clear things up today, but he didn't do himself any favors. He didn't do Jerry any favors, and he certainly didn't do Rickon any favors. Here's uh, a couple of back-and-forth questions here. Uh, when Tony La Russa met the media late today, he was late. He said he was working Very with the coaches. <laughs> I, I know you're a stickler for time. I, I think it's important. I mean, it's I was there for 90 minutes. Yeah, and There's you saw we saw people in the, in the Zoom chat, like, just waiting. Like that, you know, these people are like working odd hours. I know that, you know, when you're a beat reporter, you're never off the clock or whatever, but these people are just waiting there in a zoom chat for your for your manager who is ninety minutes late. You know, that's neither here nor there. But here is uh, Tony LaRussa being asked about the Bob Nightingale report about how Jerry Reinsdorf didn't tell anyone about the arrest.
0: Um, just wanted to ask you something. Um there's the article in USA Today in USA Today that ran today, um, and in it uh, it says that
2: this is a disaster. By the way, if you listen to this interaction here, watch
0: when the um, interview process started. Um, you told Jerry r- right away about the DUI situation, but then he didn't tell anybody else. Um, is that correct? And at any point. Were a big you, pardon, and who did not tell anyone else, or <laughs> did you did you mention it after that to Rakan Or well, first of all, I have not. Read the article.
2: You know, have you ever noticed that, Herb? Like, whenever there's something bad going down in, in, in this is the era of Zoom press conferences, whenever someone's calling you into question or bringing up something bad, there's always a problem uh, with, with the Zoom. You know, like, it's a, yeah. it's a, I heard... with your mans.
1: With <laughs> your mans, Joe Paterno. Yeah, exactly. I get even, even though hear. it's not Zoom. Yeah,
2: I get it. What'd you say it? Uh, yeah, so there's always a problem whenever something, you know, uncomfortable comes up. It happened in that Rockies press conference uh, after Trey Nolan Arenado. it happens all the time it happened in that bears press conference whenever something there's a little, little touchy there's always a problem in the zoom connection but here here's the rest of the interaction i heard about it i haven't read
0: it so uh, you may have to repeat what you just said about the dui um it said that when the interview process began you you told jerry jerry reinstorf right away about it but that he didn't tell anybody about it i don't know but i didn't know i, if I, I, didn't, I couldn't have said that because i didn't know <laughs> You know, I'm sure Jerry must have told Rick and, and uh, Kenny. I just know I, I let him know. It was back in February. Uh, I let him know, and uh, he and they decided to stay with me. Chris Emma from 670 to score. Go ahead, Chris.
1: Tony, I'd like to clarify. You said during your interview, you told Jerry Reinsdorf of your arrest. Did you also tell Kenny and Rick, or did you assume that Jerry was going to tell them? I assumed Jerry
0: and Rick was, but I talked to Jerry and I talked to Kenny and Rick afterwards once they once they found out.
2: This was not a collaboration hiring Tony LaRusa. This was Tony and Jerry getting together. The decision was made. Uh, Rick Khan and Kenny Williams were likely not even really consulted. Um, and there you have it. Like you know. Tony told Jerry, and that was it. And who knows who Jerry told after that, and when he told them. I mean, we're we're this is forever going to be uh, speculated about until Jerry Reinsdorf himself comes out, and you can believe it if you want, but you know, in, until he makes a statement about it. But I guess that Nightingale piece was basically the statement right there. So, uh, you know, Tony didn't do anyone any favors there by by uh, you know uh, retelling it the way he did.
1: This team can't get it out of its own way. We're in a championship window. They don't spend enough money to satisfy depth. You heard Rick Hahn. If any of you guys listened to the presser today, he said if he has one worry that all major league general managers usually have is pitching depth. And he knows it. He knows that while he can talk highly about Dylan Cease and highly about Kopech and Rodon and Raylo, that's tough. That four five is real tough when you got to depend on people who haven't pitched a major league season pretty much in a long time or at all. And so for him to have to go through being usurped, being lied to in the championship window where, and then not getting enough money to supplement the roster where they're needed to do it. Like Jock Peterson asked for 10 million. They settled on Adam Eaton for seven. Come on now. Jack Peterson is worth that 3 extra million. And a designated hitter. Today he's answering questions about Andrew Vaughn and saying he's ready for the majors. He might make that jump from single A up we'll, to the yeah, majors. we'll, like these, we'll get all, to that, yeah. Like all these things we shouldn't be talking about. Like this is a championship team and I think he tried to turn the 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 corner on that. It's like I don't want all that nonsense. That stuff is Holding us back from our goal, which is championships. And that's what we should be talking about. But the White Sox always White Sox. Bob didn't write this article just out of the blue. Bob was fed information by Jerry Reinsdorf.
2: Did you think this was curious timing, too, by Bob Nightingale? I mean, you know, on the day that Rick Hahn is scheduled to meet the media, he drops this report about how Jerry Reinsdorf didn't tell anyone like, he knew that yep. Rick Hahn was going to have to answer. And, like, if you're Jerry Reinsdorf, like, what kind of position are you putting your general manager in? If He you doesn't know, give a damn. Unless Jerry he, Reinsdorf doesn't care. Unless, you know, he gave this quote to, to Bob a long time ago, and Bob said, oh, this would be a great time to drop this, like, right when spring training opens up. I don't know how the, that thing transpires, but still, it's a real shitty thing to do to Rick Hahn today.
1: Yeah, because Rick is probably not going to speak for the rest of the spring training. Like, if... If everything holds suit, unless there's a catastrophic injury, uh, somebody coming back from an injury. There's only one with uh, uh, Jace Fry who's going to come back in May. I don't think he's going to speak that much more. One more time, probably,
2: when the roster's finalized, you would think.
1: Yeah, but, like, yeah, this is the time he's going to speak. And so, yeah, to drop it then was either a Bob thing, Bob and Jerry thing, or, like, like somebody was doing somebody wrong because I mean, it's smart for Bob and USA today, more, more views, more guys got him on the show today. People are talking about Bob Nightingale. They're talking about Jerry Reinsorf. They're talking about Rick Hahn. These things are selling papers where the industry is kind of dying in that regard. So, you know, it's a little sensational. It's a little uh, putting Rick Hahn in the bad like, but we never thought Bob Nightingale's a Rick Hahn guy. We think he's a Jerry or and Kenny Williams guy, so he can give a damn about Rick Hahn. so it's all good with
2: Bob. all right, so what we're gonna do now, Herbie, is let's put a pause on this. And because we're already out of time here, there's so much to get into. What, what, what we'll do is we'll save the baseball stuff for tomorrow. So check back with us tomorrow. There's a lot to get into. We're going to talk about the DH spot. We're going to talk about Michael Kopech. We can get into, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of Juan Moncada's music video. There's so much to get into baseball-wise. We're going to put the Larusa stuff behind us for now and get into the nuts and bolts of the of the variables here that are going on on with the 2021 White Sox. Michael Kopech, Garrett Crochet, Andrew. Vaughn, what becomes of Zach Collins and the DH spot? There's a lot to get into there, and we'll get into that tomorrow. So uh, that's all I got today, Herbie. That is Chris Tannehill. Follow him
1: on Twitter. It is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill. Me, Herb Lawrence at Ecknerwall23. And the show is locked on socks on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you go there, subscribe and hit the notifications bell. And while you're at it, go to our iTunes page and give us a five star rating. Say something nice about us. Send a screenshot to lockedonsocks at gmail.com. And maybe you'll get a prize pack sent to you via Chris Tannehill from Locked On Socks. Maybe. Maybe. It'll be random, though. Definitely. So go there right now, our YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button and send us to us, whatever. So for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. Thank you for listening to this episode of Locked On Socks.